first full year as Oasis. I know you got a lot to look forward to and a lot of exciting things ahead of you. I wake up every day and and have fun doing this and helping people grow their business and solve problems and just being there for people. So um, it's been a great year and looking forward to 24 and looking forward to having everybody in Austin. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. We're diving back into the world of custom integration on this week's episode of the podcast and doing so with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Hank Alexander, our director of the Oasis Residential Technology Group. And you talk about, you know, a, a really awesome opportunity. I know we've, we've chatted with Hank on this podcast before, but um, one of those, you know, end of year, start of a new year, reflect and, and kind of look forward episodes of a podcast. Hank has a ton to reflect on over the last 12 months of, you know, the, the calendar and looking at what Oasis was. It wasn't even Oasis 12 months ago um, to what it's become today and the path they have moving forward. There's a, there is a ton to dive into uh, and had a pleasure doing so with him on this episode, but a lot more as well. This is really an opportunity to look ahead at some of the things that integrators can do to position their business in a market where you know things might feel like they're getting a little tight um, so that they don't contract, so that they continue to have success and find business in new areas, new ways, new product categories. And we dive into all of that with Hank um, you know, on this episode, talk about some of the things he's looking at from a group standpoint as well as an industry standpoint uh, to ensure that Oasis members have you know every opportunity available to them to continue to succeed in this uh, fast-paced and just ever-changing category of consumer electronics and custom integration. So let's dive into it. This is Hank Alexander, our director of Oasis here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and uh, an independent thinker of his own, uh, Mr. Hank Alexander, joining us this week, our director of Oasis Residential Technology Group. Uh, Hank, appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you having Thanks a poinsettia in the background as well. I, I, I like the uh, the decor you got going on. <laughs> At the extent of Christmas in the Hank Alexander office. Now, <laughs> turn the camera around. It's a whole Christmas oasis out there. It's a big village of Christmas. My wife is is a big fan of Christmas, so um, that that was my. <laughs> I love it. No, that's fantastic. Also, lets people know as they're watching this when we recorded. So truly, an end of year podcast uh, to get ready to look back at twenty three and ahead to twenty four. But uh, man, we have a lot to to catch up on from this year uh, on, on just what went down in the world of custom integration within nationwide marketing group. But uh, you know, I, I mean, let's try to do it, right? Let's recap what it was and then we'll dive into the future, you know, what the future holds for this group. But um, I mean, I know we had a podcast a few weeks, maybe months ago at this point, but um, you know, talked about the, the rebrand, like the, you're coming out of a year where you weren't, you didn't have the name Oasis. Oh, no, I didn't have it. Um, so it's funny, when you think back to January of 23, um, there was no field team. We were HTSN. Um, we were 210 members, 36 or so vendors. Um, yeah, I mean, 
you think back of all the changes where we rebranded, we hired four field people, we're 67-ish brand, 68. Um, we weren't in lighting. We are now. Um, we had our first ever Oasis Summit. Um, you think about all the things that we've, you know, we're almost 300 members today as of this morning. Um, we're like right on that very edge of 300. So big growth in vendors, big growth in members, uh, big growth in uh, human resources headcount. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's been a fun year. Looking back, it's like, wow, we did we did a whole lot in in 12 months. Not even like if you think about it, yeah. the rebrand didn't really happen until I, the work. Let's let's be fair. The work was going on probably end of 22 into 23. But like from the kickoff of I, I want to say, well, we officially announced it at primetime in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Um, and from that moment on, so that was March, mid late March from that moment on, like that's when everything seemed to happen and kind of come together fast. And, you know, you talk about the summit was only a month and a half later. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, our events team had some thoughts on you trying to rebrand your, your summit in a short period of time, but <laughs> you know, they weren't real, they weren't real pleased with that. Because <laughs> yeah. I still find little HTSN Easter eggs on things. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, well it's just it's crazy to see you know how quickly like to your point it all came together if you had to bundle this past year up in one word that isn't oasis you you can't use the word oasis if you had to bundle it up what would it be and why growth i mean you know we grew physically with vendors and members we grew the team um i think we grew the mindset inside of um, the industry and and I'd even say inside a little bit of nationwide that custom integration you know what it really is and and there's a lot of opportunity in it and um, I think there's more opportunity than we even really thought if you look back a week or so ago to the Cedia um, 2023 market analysis that they did um, the last one they did I think they said there was 11,000 integrators. And through some partnerships that they have with uh, D tools and portal and stuff, there's 20,000 integrators in the market. So it's a lot bigger. And I'm not even sure that that's inaccurate. I think that might even be a little low. Um, so there's, I think it, you know, I would say growth is the word for 23. How about we just, we, Thing. Yeah. How about, how about from an industry standpoint? So uh, obviously Oasis, a lot of growth, you know, the industry too, seeing what CD is reporting um, out of that research but how for members like what what would you think about you know what was this past year like for members for from a business standpoint mild challenges come to mind um you know if you think back to early 23 there was a word everybody was throwing around recession yeah. mm-hmm. recession and it got to the point that it was so used people were like are we in a recession? Is it ever coming? When is it happening? What, like, we don't know what a recession looks like. And it just never really, in my mind, never really materialized into a recession. I even was watching something the other day on some business show and they're talking about a recession next year. And I'm like, we're just, <laughs> they keep kicking the can down the road. <laughs> rinse and repeat. I would say, you know, interesting challenges. The recession never materialized. Um, you know, from the standpoint of product availability, things got much easier. Um, I think projects may have gotten a little tighter or a little harder to to um, nail down. 
but when I talk to our members, you know, and I ask them always like, what's your 30, 60, 90, and 120 day pipeline look like? And of course, everybody's 30 day is, you know, right in front of, and this is holidays, right? They're yeah. finishing off jobs and people, you know, can be in their home for Christmas and New Year's and all the parties and everything. Um, when you look at their 90 day pipeline, it's, it's good. It's healthy. That's awesome. Um, what it was a couple of years ago, mind yeah. you, but it's really, really healthy. So, um, you know, I guess that leads to what does 24 look like? I, I think it, there's going to be some challenges, certainly, um, you know, depends a little bit on what happens with interest rates. Um, that's closely watched by everybody. Um, but I think it, I think we'll be have it's a little bit of headwinds in the first part of the year. And then I think it eases up a lot in the back half of the year. What's, what does that do from an opportunity standpoint for integrate? Like obviously pipelines, you know, you like to see it full, like to have obviously business coming in and, you know, things to do. It's, it's why you're around, right? You're an integrator to do these jobs, to have these projects. <laughs> um, but you know, what, what kind of opportunities exist for them, you know, business wise right now, like, or, or maybe another way to ask it, what are these successful integrators doing right now? Uh, for their businesses? Yeah, so um, a couple of things. Um, new verticals, um, power and lighting fixtures. We've always been in lighting control. Um, I was an integrator and we even did lighting control. And uh, I'm dating myself here back in the 90s, right? But we did lighting control. Um, so lighting has always been there, but now we've got lighting fixtures and we've got a couple of got a really good partner with American Lighting, we've got a lighting designer. I think looking at um, power is the next thing. And I don't mean just as in just a surge protector. I mean, whole home, um, looking at um, footprint on the grid, all of those kinds of, there's a lot of things I think that are kind of a next frontier that we need to kind of be looking at as well. Um, it will be at Lightapalooza in February out in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I think there'll be a lot of that, that show is growing by leaps and bounds. And, um, so I think it just shows that that's a big thing for us. No, that's awesome. How about like outside of, yeah, outside of product category, like, are there things integrator, like successful integrators are doing, um, you know, from a marketing or, you know, at, you know on the business or like, you know, that, that work on it, not in it. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you look at uh, some of our real successful, uh, and I'm going to pick on Lawrence and Andrea um, up in up in Michigan, um, very successful at integrating social media into what they do into their business. And they're, I don't know if you follow them. If you don't, AB, everybody should follow. AB um, Imagine, baby. AB Imagine. You should follow them. Find them on um, YouTube and um, LinkedIn not i think they're on facebook i have to double check i know they're on TikTok. they're on every i think they're on every platform and they use different platforms to um promote different things so you know linkedin is one side of things instagram is a side youtube is a side like they're using the different platforms to to go after different types of business whether that's maybe builder business in one in one side of social media and clients on another one and like there's a there's a whole strategy around that and i think that they've done a phenomenal job of working on their business by integrating that into things um you know i always think that process management 
Um, we've got a um, education series that we're going to launch in 2024 for our members with um, Jason Sayan. And um, we just had Jason in our office in Atlanta doing some videos and some things. So yeah. we're going to launch an education series with Jason. Jason will be at the Oasis Summit in April. Um, so I think process management, um, refining things, making sure that um, you have all the jobs, everybody's jobs lined out and that they're staying in their, you know, in their runway. And, and we all, it just improves the workflow so much. And it's, I think that those are two things that people should embrace much more. In yeah, this definitely. Industry. I'm glad you mentioned the summit. We'll we'll circle back to that. Um, but I want to take the chance to you mentioned some of the uh, those opportunity areas and different things you can go you know about attacking. And I know we're both close followers of Cedia and uh, uh, CE Pro. You know, great great coverage of the industry and, and whatnot. And um, they they mentioned something too. You know, obviously you know integrators looking to fill those pipelines. Um, Interest rates are high, so consumers not or homeowners not really looking to move right now, which means they are staying in in place. Which also means renters are staying in place. I don't know if you saw the uh, the research about smart home technology and multi-family dwelling units. You know, the uh, it, an interesting point was brought up about how like you know renters are they they are happier like to almost twenty five percent happier um, in their units when they have smart home technology than when they don't, and it was like pretty high like 80 something percent versus like 60 whatever it was so like I, the idea of going after those like the rental properties and things like that um or apartment buildings like is that a you know you talk about opportunities thoughts of yeah. like just different ways of going about finding projects that integrators can MBUs, tackle mbus yeah. are a great place yeah so um rental units um you know multi-dwelling units those yeah. kinds of things are phenomenal um, look, we, we've all experienced, um, you know, little slowdowns in our businesses. When I was an integrator, we always, when we sensed a slowdown coming, we went back and looked at the projects we did, you know, what were our 24 month projects? What were our 36 month old projects? What, you know, were maybe older than that. And then we started going back and, um, Boy, I'm really dating myself now. We sent postcards because we didn't have email. Um, yeah. Um, you picked we, up a phone and called yeah. something? What? <laughs> did you send carrier pigeons? Like, did yeah. you send, like, is this Game hey, of Thrones? You had the owls, the, yeah. the ravens? <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Don't, no. don't pick on the, the Hey, no, you brought no. it up. Yeah. <laughs> No, we, you know, we'd go back and, and look at marketing like, oh, you know, it's been three years since we installed a projector or we yeah. installed um, some a lighting control or, you know, how about this new thing or whatever it was. And so going back and remarketing to all of those people, you know, I always joked with our team, like people didn't invest in their home just to invest in their home. Like they want to continue it okay. and, and keep going and continue, you know, make sure that it's always um, updated and the best and the latest and the greatest and those kinds of things. So um, yeah, it's, it's a good opportunity to go back and, and remarket. I think the MDU business is definitely an interesting one. Well, the remarketing too, right? Like you think about, I think we kind of get caught up in this space cause we're so intimately attached to it, but like you think about just one CES to the next and sort of the innovations that get introduced in a single year. 
I think three years ago, the idea of 8K might have been a faint, distant future type of you yeah. know technology, and now here it is, like it's at the forefront in a lot of the top yeah. line TV. So like 8K didn't exist. Um, you know, it, just the way technology advances, the idea three years might not seem like a long period of time to like go back and and talk to some of those clients that you did business with, but like things are drastically different. They massively. Di- I mean, you think about just the change in yeah in the last three years 8k is a big one you think back to you know smart home and right you know like just how it's all you know whether it's a do-it-yourself platform like a google or a ring or nest or some of those types of things or you know what uh control for crestron and rti and some of those guys are innovating and doing on that side how much it changes year over year it's actually why i like the consumer electronics business so i i love change um i like things to change and move in my life and so it's why i i think i enjoy the consumer electronics business so much is because every day it's it's evolving it's changing there's something new um we'll be at ces and and yeah, you know, what feels like a few short weeks, but it's really a few short days. And we'll see a bunch of new stuff there. Um, you know, meetings with um all of our top vendors and and we've had some hints of what we're gonna see and it's gonna be pretty exciting yeah, for twenty four. I we'll have to, you know, I, I don't know how we'll edit this to make it uh be able to talk about it, but the fact I know I saw somewhere LG was already expecting a ton of innovation awards. Uh, ahead of time, like CES does all their judging because they they for those that haven't been there, they release all their innovation awards and they have this awesome showroom um, in the Venetian, if I remember right, where all the product that is recognized in this program is there on display. The funny thing about consumer tech is this event is a space where a lot of those things are introduced and announced. So when you hear a lot of innovation awards are coming, you don't know what for. <laughs> so, so it's like hard to tell. But the fact that LG is getting, I, I think, over a dozen, if I remember right, um, around calls out specifically for their OLED technology. So like, there's a lot of things happening that we don't know about yet that we maybe you're getting hints about that they they'd have to off you before this podcast publishes if uh <laughs> if, if we say anything however <laughs> a few hints at some things coming yeah. <laughs> uh, both from samsung lg yeah um you know like i said all the top guys, but yeah you're exactly right like they have to enter those things for those innovation awards I've never heard of but I got to think, yeah, like in yeah. November, early December, those things have to be there because you're exactly right. They have to be judged and uh, the technology understood. And a lot uh, of NDAs signed, I imagine. A lot <laughs> of stuff that goes on, you know, and I believe, I believe in those innovation awards that there's a timeline that the product has to actually be going out. And yeah. like, I don't know if it's a 12 month or 24 month, but I think that there's a timeline in some of those innovation awards. Yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, things going out with so anyway it's yeah it's um 24 will um you know i think we'll see some new tech and i think we'll see um certainly 8k um making a big push um you know sizes of tvs have um gotten ridiculous like you think about a hundred inch (laughs) think about a hundred inch tv um so I've been at Nationwide in February 24. I will have been here nine years. Um, one of when I first started, one when I first started, it was I don't know, probably four years ago, maybe five. Sony had a hundred inch TV that was forty five thousand dollars. 
Yep. And one of our dealers in Denver um, sold one to a high-end client uh, in the penthouse of the Four Seasons in downtown Denver. And they used a helicopter to get it because it wouldn't fit (laughs) into an elevator. They used a helicopter to put it up there. It was a $45,000 100-inch TV. Flying through the air. (laughs) Flying through the air. I wish I had the video of that. Um, You think about now the technology. That TV is a lot better TV. It's a lot thinner TV. And... It sells retail. It sells for $5,000. I think the Sony sells for seven or $8,000. You know, it's, yeah. it's just shocking what we're seeing, you know, 100-inch TVs. I was at a, at a Costco the other day. There's 100-inch TVs on display at it's, Costco. It's wild. Um, I don't know how they're getting them home. Like, I, <laughs> right. I envision... I envision, you know, it's like the buying a mattress at a Costco. They strap it to the, the top of the car or whatever, and then they always hold on to it with one hand yeah. going down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little, you, know. you know, a little different yeah. with a 100-inch TV strapped to, you got to rent a U-Haul. <laughs> yeah, it's not in the back of a truck. No. But I think the place where, you know, you're going to see some prices in 24 on some of those things that are going to be just crazy. You're like, wow. I mean, you know, right. well, that, that this right industry- the Super Bowl, there's a rumored to be a high sense that, you know, retail yeah. at two grand. Um, you know, I think integrators need to understand that the guy buying the hundred inch TV for $2,000 isn't their client. Right. Well, um, that, that's the thing, right? Like this industry has always been about. Yeah. Eating, yeah, the industry's always been eating their young, always. Yeah. So don't get caught up in that. But but also like the, especially for integrators, I'm sure they they deal a lot more with those early adopters that are like us that get excited about this, right? Like the yeah. the guy that will go out and get that 45. The, like they that it's highly probable that they understand that a few years down the road that TV that they just bought for forty five thousand is going to be a tenth of the price, but they yeah. want it now. <laughs> they want it now. They need it. it. It's like they they enjoy. They get a thrill out of. You know, being one of those first people to have that technology in their homes and they're willing to and that's the client that you want. Right. That's that's the client that you need to find that, um, you know, they're probably in that that uh, collection of, you know, old projects you've completed uh, over the years that you can go back to. And um, when you think about it, if the client if the if your client's next door neighbor bought a hundred inch TV. And now everybody has a hundred. Not everybody, but a right. hundred inch TV is just a thing. That high net worth client that you did a project for, what do they want now? They need to like, differentiate. My neighbor has a hundred inch. Well, I need something bigger. So now we're talking video walls, yeah. right? And so that's the next, you know, and those are those evolutions. That's that part of that going back to your customers and, you know, hey, I sold them a 75 inch TV. Well, 75 inch TVs today are, are kind of just everywhere, really. I mean, that's just kind of a norm. I hate to say it, but it is. Um, you know, so it's like going back and going, Hey, it's a great TV. Why don't you trade it in or we'll do something else with it. And let's look at a hundred inch or let's look at a video wall or a projection system or oh, all yeah. of those. things, Right. So you know, it's crazy. I, and one more thing I want to ask you about before we dive into, uh, your summit is the, the other things that came out of that CD report, like you mentioned the 20,000 roughly, um, yeah you know, the, the integrators in this space, anything else that, as you're looking through that, um, that kind of caught your eye or, you know, think is important to call out ahead of, you know, this new year. Yeah. Um, median size dealer. So just the, the midpoint of dealers 
is 900,000 a year in revenue. And if you, you know, we've talked about it on this podcast, it's, it's in a lot of our marketing stuff. We talk about it openly really where we want to start talking to dealers is when they're about that 750 to $800,000 a year revenue, which tells me, you know, that's, we're really kind of in that sweet spot in Oasis. Um, we have dealers that are in that category and all the way up to five or $6 million plus, um, you know, CE Pro type, you know, CE Pro 100 type. We got a couple of those guys in the group. So we run a wide gamut, but what it really tells us is when we talk about that 750 to 800, we're right in that sweet spot and we can provide a lot of value and a lot of help for those guys, mentoring, a lot of business coaching, best practices in accounting, um, you know, hiring, we pay their CDA dues, education. We're going to up our, um, we're going to up the ante a little bit in 24 with CDA. <laughs> so we got some cool things we're working on with CDA yeah. for 2024 for education. Um, I think that, that, you know, when you look at that report and you look at the average size um, project, the average size dealer, um, there's a lot of really interesting information in there. They did a whole rundown of brand categories and, and vendors. There's a lot of stuff. If you haven't seen that, again, if you're an Oasis member, we pay your CEDIA dues. You have free access to that. Um, if you're not a member of CEDIA, you have to pay $1,000 to get that report. Um, if you're not a member of CEDIA, it's probably easier to join Oasis. And... I was going to say, join Oasis, save the $1,000 <laughs> to buy a 100-inch TV down the road. So, you know, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> All of a sudden, the whole thing is anyway. <laughs> full circle. No, well, I love that you brought that up because it is a, it's the perfect segue, um, you know, about the the size of dealer that is a part of this group and and bringing them all together for a summit. Right, uh, we yeah. got to experience that back at Nashville uh, in, in May of last year, and um, we'll get to do it again in Austin in yeah. April, end of April, beginning of May this year. So, um, I know it's a, a truly unique experience to see those guys all get in a room together, right? And and share best practices. And, you know, I, the best part, and I, I'm probably stealing a quote from you, is when you actually see, like, obviously the newer dealers are going to learn a lot at these events, but it's those moments where the $5 million deal, here's something that the seven hundred fifty dollars to $900,000 dealer is doing, and they they learn. <laughs> so, so, like, it, it's a definitely a two-way street. So, I mean... Peer-to-peer -peer side of that is you're exactly right, and it's it's um, it's why we do these things. Is that you know we get everybody into a room. It's it's um, we got some great keynote speakers, obviously great vendors. Um, we're gonna have demo rooms, some audio and video demo rooms um, for some vendors this this go round. That was something that was kind of requested last year, so we we listened to that and uh, implemented that. I was just in Austin a couple of weeks ago for a CDA Tech Summit. And went and visited the Hotel Van Zant downtown. Cool property, a lot of fun. Um, really, really neat place. Well, it'll it'll be a really, you know, a, it'll be a good time because Austin's a fun. I mean, if you're not having fun in Austin, you're not doing something <laughs> you right. Don't know what's going on? <laughs> but you know, having all the new members in that that membership growth that we've had in 23, having all those people in a room and all of our new vendors and all of that i mean it's it's going to be a packed house it's going to be a lot of fun um and and you're exactly right and it's funny when you do you see that that guy that's just more established he's been in business for 15 20 years right. and has grown his business and he hears something there that some new guy you know that's 750 800 000, whatever it is 
and something they're doing in their business. And he's like, Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. What that tells me is like, there's no egos in this group. Like there's everyone checks it at the door and and they're willing to learn. Like no one's walking around. Like I know everything. They don't come to these events if they feel that way. Right. They they're there to learn and network and um, whether it's learn from vendors, learn from the the keynotes that you have there, that'll be speaking to them or from one another, uh, almost more importantly. Right. Um, it's a cool experience. Uh, one of the uh, it's completely off topic, but related to the summit, uh, Van Zan. I wonder if any relation to like Steve in the E Street Band. You know, well, I knew you were going to you go know? there. I, <laughs> you're not the first person, but somehow or another, I knew you would be the one that would yeah. go. <laughs> relationship to Stevie. Hmm. You know, I get a little Sopranos action going on. Got a <laughs> you know, Bruce down there. So. <laughs> Any free preview? Well, you just you just let the cat out of the bag. We're all going to go to Bada Bing, so yes. I guess <laughs> no. <laughs> you might edit that out, Miss Kelly. I'm sorry. No. I, just, I just saw her. I just saw her head of HR, Miss Kelly. Just saw no. her. her head <laughs> well, you just you set a, some serious expectations for uh, what's going to go <laughs> yeah. on in Austin. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, if Tom signed off on a scavenger hunt in downtown Nashville, what could we say? No, that's. Uh, that's awesome. Well, I I know that I'm excited to be out there and um, see what's going on. So I, I can only imagine you know the excitement already building within the membership uh, to to get there and be part of that second Oasis Summit. Um, a lot of big things planned for that, and I know you'll have a lot of lot more coming out you know over the coming weeks too as we yeah. get the word out about that and get uh, registration is up and open so that you know, members can yep. start signing up for that. But um, Yo, hey, first full year as Oasis. I know you, you got a lot to look forward to and a lot of exciting things ahead of you. So, it's been fun. It's uh, a lot of fun. You know, I wake up every day and and have fun doing this and helping people grow their business and solve problems and just being there for people. So, um, it's been a great year and looking forward to 24 and looking forward to having everybody in Austin. Heck yeah. Looking forward to it, man. We'll appreciate the time and, uh, you know, can't wait. Yeah, uh, happy holidays, and uh, you know, look forward to getting together with all those members and you know, getting all their stories. Plenty of podcasts, I'm sure, coming out of that show. <laughs> uh, I would think there's a few people that are going to sit down with you at that show. Yes, <laughs> should be a good time, man. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get you. A, uh, we'll get you a, a podcast booth down there. Oh, oh. And I'm sold. You didn't even. Not, okay. I was already okay. sold, and now you really you're up in the game for me. So, <laughs> not to give too much away about the hotel, but they're a. Um, one of their, I don't know if it's a corporate sponsor or something they do corporately with Marshall amplifiers. Ooh. So check-in, there's a refrigerator behind check-in that looks like a Marshall amplifier. Yeah. It's just like, and you open it up and they give you a bottle of water or oh. beer or whatever when you check in. But there's Marshall amplifiers all over and guitars and it's, it's a really... Really, really cool place. I'm a geek out. I can't wait. (laughs) Flights are booked. (laughs) We'll we'll see you there. (laughs) Awesome. Yep, we'll talk soon. Awesome. And thanks again to Hank. Uh, Like I said at the top, you know, just a great opportunity to uh, any of these, you know, early episodes of a year to reflect and look ahead at, you know, how things have progressed over the past year to where we are, where we're heading um, and providing some of those, you know, unique glimpses at the areas that you can look to attack as a business to ensure that, you know, you are remaining on top of the game and, and ahead of the curve 
in this industry. So appreciate him taking that time and doing that with us. And as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.